So, so we were having pints one evening and we're debating something to do with music. I think you'd been to see Muse recently. Yes. And I'd been to see Bon Iver and we both were very excited and the other one was nowhere near as excited about those respective bands. Yes. And I feel like that annoyed both of us. Yes. And as with any great friendship, mutual annoyance brings compassion. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah, we were just chatting and having a little bit of a discussion and a debate about how Bonnie there sucked. It was like, no, Muse suck. And we thought, well, this is really good chat. Why don't we record this so the people can hear it? The people want to hear it. People need to hear the it. The people want to hear it. Yeah, and, you know, then our mums came and picked us up. And <laughs> <laughs> I said to mum on the way home, I said, oh, I think we should do a podcast where we just talk about it. And she said, yes, that's lovely, son. Why don't you talk about that with your dad while you're there over the weekend? It's <laughs> 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 quite, quite, quite harsh, isn't it? Because yeah. your parents are quite happily married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've actually been very supportive about the entire idea. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, we yeah we thought, why don't we give each other a week to listen to respective bands that we like and we talk about and then come back and see what the other person thought of them. Yeah, how's your week been? Good. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming you mean musically. Uh, well, yeah, I don't really care how it's been personally <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, should we shut the window? Yeah, potentially. Okay. Let me, do, let me just shut the window, everyone. <laughs> Like if we did ever live stream this. Tom shutting the window. Tom shutting the window. God, so much better. I'm going to sweat so much. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to do a button. Maybe we should do this topless. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to bottomless, how we're currently doing. <laughs> oh. oh, no, we jest. We jest. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, so... So, how's your week been? Week's been really good. Um... Not musically. Not musically. But uh, as uh, personally, I've, I've enjoyed myself a lot. So yeah, I give you Dry the River. Yes. The band. Mm-hmm. And you give me Fever Rain. I did. The woman. The, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, actually, whoa. no, no, no. Whoa, whoa. no, no <laughs> Already no, no. stepping on oh. very thin ice. Can we redo that bit? No, that's in. Okay, Dry the River. Let's hit that. So, um, as, we, as we've said, you probably had a lot more of a depressing week than I did. Well, no, it wasn't depressing. Wasn't it? No, it just wasn't any fun. <laughs> it wasn't any fun at all. I'm sure they're lovely boys. <laughs> lovely boys. Uh, but I'm, I'm not surprised that they're no longer together. Wow. Mm. You're not surprised they're no longer together. No. No, they are no longer together. Exactly. So, so. And I'm glad that they only did two albums. Are you? Yeah. Because I'm gutted. I know. I'm sorry about that. I am sorry for you and all Driver <laughs> fans that there is there is no more. It just was... So how do you start? Let me put it this way to you, <laughs> and you will, you will understand this. Mm-hmm. I found Dry the River so difficult to listen to that I actually started listening and enjoying Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> what a great band Elbow are. <laughs> oh my god. I've finally been able to forgive them for the five years of them constantly playing a Christ. Like this. Basically, so what you're saying is I've tried to get you into heroin and you've you've compromised and started taking methadrone. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All all a good time though, isn't it? Hmm. Or not in that case. I there were certain songs that I didn't enjoy. Well, let's start... As per... Okay, the way I started... So how did you start? Yeah. The way I started was I went and I went onto the internet and I listened to their first album. I battled through that 
and I had a very pleasant day at work. <laughs> and then I walked home and I listened to their second album. Then I woke up again and thought, oh, I should probably listen to the first album again. And I did. And I got to work. Somehow. I made it to work without jumping in front of a bus. <laughs> it's it's lovely. It's perfectly pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> so what? <laughs> I really am struggling. I, I know. I, I, oh, I, I, I knew you would. You are all about the music mm-hmm. and hence why you like Muse and that was the that was the difficulty we had with Bonnie Vare is that you didn't really care about the lyrics you didn't really care about the story behind the songs Dry the River are more of that to a bigger extent I couldn't understand him <laughs> like I didn't like, I, re- I don't think there's a single lyric that I oh no 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 wait, there is something about a vessel he doesn't want to be a vessel I don't want to be a vessel <laughs> but okay so the the first album is very uh depressing as you said but you say so you say you uh, you can under, you struggle to understand the lyrics yes and i didn't bother to google them <laughs> i probably should have see that's when you should have yes that's my bad because so i genuinely think their first album is probably my favorite album ever yeah oh Oh dear. I was going to let you shit on it a bit more before I told you that. Yeah. But, you know, we're open. We're, you know... In an open kind, relationship. We're kind souls. It's, um, it says a lot about you. Does it? What does it say about me? Not a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the highlight for me mm-hmm. from this album was New Ceremony. Yes. But it still takes a minute and 45 seconds to get to the bit that I'm actually interested in. <laughs> and as you pointed out, when we were listening to the song back, you shouted at me and said, don't go on BBC Sport. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't grab my attention. See, that's very interesting because... So that's my favourite song of that album. Uh, that, no, it's my favourite song. Which is nice. Uh, sweet, even, even through your complete... Destruction, <laughs> ignorance <laughs> of the piece of culture that defines me. You still pick out the bit that touches me the most. I know. Um, like if we did ever get married, it would be a beautiful ceremony. Would we play this song? I would dance this song. Would you? Yeah. Um, so but uh, only a minute and forty <laughs> seconds in. See, that's uh, see. This is going to be very interesting when we talk about Fever Eight later. But I love the build-up of it. Mm. So what this album does? Slow burner. Yeah, which I feel I feel spoke to me just because that's the sort of music I like. Mm. Every song has a beautiful acoustic riff with it. Uh, acoustic riff to begin with mm-hmm. which then layers are built on top of that hum this riff this riff mm-hmm. ding ding did i can't i can't the i know so I there, was, there was something rude about asking a tone deaf person to hum <laughs> the tune my, can... my, my point being i'm not sure you could hum that tune even if you could hold mm. a tune mm. i don't think you could hum that tune no you could do the co- the chorus Yes, yes, because it's but a very catchy chorus. I, as a not very good guitarist, I really like playing that on guitar. Mm-hmm. That just opening riff of those sort of simple notes. They play it on YouTube. There's a beautiful uh, video of them playing this on a barge in Amsterdam. They oh. play the entirety of this first album. It's very at one with nature. Isn't oh, it? it's so hipster it's ridiculous but it's lovely awful people um, <laughs> but that's why I feel like every song on that album is yes. but I'm more interested in the lyrics because which you are giving me a face of just pure hatred oh no disdain 
<laughs> so you, for example, where, when we played this back, threw your head back at the line, we dance to the shipping forecast. We dance to the shipping forecast. Yes. <laughs> like how boring a person <laughs> with boring music. I thought it was a really nice lyric. Like, we dance to the shipping forecast. Isn't that beautiful, guys? Oh, yeah, oh, well done. That is, that is stunning. But that is so, people are going to think about that. They think, what does that mean? That's me. Yes. I think about what that. What does it mean? I don't know exactly. But I think, to me, that means you're, you're content in your... Uh, your love for someone and even in the most boring and pointless of moments we can find happiness can I just say that it's actually very beautiful (laughs) (laughs) don't believe that's what he means (laughs) (laughs) but like this will sound really like contemporary and edgy (laughs) I just feel like we need some of that in today's music (laughs) that's what I do I listen to this and I think every line makes me go oh what do you mean by that even if he didn't mean that what I take from it exactly, mm-hmm. surely it doesn't matter. Surely what I take from it is the important thing. And what I love about a lot of the stuff that they do is there's a lot of there's a lot of imagery, for example. Like the shark on the album artwork. Yeah. Really good album artwork. Do you like the album artwork? I love the album artwork. I just I look at that shark and I, I don't know who the artist was. But it's very good. It's a beautiful shark. Stunning. I would. <laughs> um, no, I mean the... Uh, so he writes a lot of love songs, but uses uh, quite easy-to-access imagery, is what I'd say. So history book, for example. He talks about how the heaviness of a history book and uh, yeah, I see. I I try and work out what he means by that and try and relate that to things that have happened in my life. What is he referencing when he says it could be as heavy as a history book? I don't know exactly. He... Isn't that important? No, I don't think it massively is yeah, because because I, uh, the whole the, the line being as heavy as a history book can be is like yeah. that history book can go back thirteen point eight billion years. Yeah, it's a really big book, Cameron. <laughs> That's really heavy. <laughs> Why is it so heavy? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that's the the relationship that he's talking about and the love that he feels for someone. If you were in a relationship with this person and you were listening to his music, his name. Would it, you not think? Oh, this is a bit intense. <laughs> Maybe that's why he, he, he's so sad, because he keeps being so clingy and intense with these women. <laughs> His name is Peter Liddle. Peter Liddle. Peter Liddle. Peter Liddle needs to relax and just enjoy the moment he has but with this special person. But isn't that where all great... Put. That was nice. <laughs> isn't that where all great music comes from, is someone else's pain and suffering? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and I feel like that's what I feel. But there are happy, there are points of happiness throughout it. Mm. Um, and I, what I love in the songs is it. Quite a lot of the songs uh, almost flip between. There'll be some line you'll go, "Oh my god, that's a beautiful line." That really encapsulates how someone could possibly feel about someone in the most beautiful way. And then literally on the next line, it's like, "Oh my god, that's heartbreaking." So, for example, in this album, Chambers and the Valves. I've heard, I've read about people having this played at their wedding. I'm not sure I'd want it at my wedding. It's a bit, it's a bit niche. It's a great way to show how edgy you are. But yet again, it's the same. It's why every single song has the reason you don't like them in i.e. it takes a bit of time to get there and there's not a lot going on. I, I do understand that uh, my opinions of music makes me come across as very spoilt and uh, demanding. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, you, I, you um, hold your opinion. I want to be throttled with music. I don't want to be gently caressed into it. So if I had heard The Chambers 
and the valves yeah. at a wedding, I would have rolled my eyes <laughs> and gone sat back down and poured myself another drink. But that's what I also quite like. So for that song, for example, it has the line, the bodies in the firmament are spinning like a plate. What's a firmament? I don't know. Doesn't Go- sound good. Google what a firmament is. In biblical cosmology, the firmament is the structure above the atmosphere of Earth, conceived as a vast, solid dome. According to the Genesis creation narrative, God created the firmament to separate the waters above the Earth from the waters below the Earth. Yeah. So they're spinning in the firmament like a plane. No such thing as God, though, is there? (laughs) Um, There's a lot of... Uh, religious imagery mm-hmm. in a lot of the songs and I think the reason for that is he studied anthropology at university and then went into medicine and then dropped out and became a musician so he's got a lot of stuff going on there so there's a lot of the sort of the science and in the second album it comes into a little bit more but there's a lot of religious uh, influences coming in there and there's a lot of mentions of religion and I find that quite interesting because I'm not a religious person myself, but the way he uses that imagery, I think, is quite fascinating. So the first song I ever heard on that album was Bible Belt. is the most depressing song on there by a long way. No, I, I had to sorry. No, I had to stop and find out the song name yeah. because I was I was walking across London Bridge and the song came on. I was, I, I couldn't believe my ears. Oh, I said, what the hell am I listening to? <laughs> I could be listening to Lana Del Rey. <laughs> oh my god, it pushed you to Lana Del Rey. I love Lana Del Rey. It's not my we're, we're walking to school because my father's drunk the petrol again, is it? That's, that that's, that's vaguely one of the lines. So that song is about his alcoholic parents. Oh, and he's got a sad backstory. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how true it is, and I, this uh, poor guy. This poor guy. He's got a lot of feelings to let out. Yeah. And this poor bandmates having to listen to <laughs> rehearsals <laughs> and band meetings. No wonder they broke up so quickly. <laughs> but do you not listen to that and just think, "Oh my god, how sad and how tragic and how how can someone make something so tragic so beautiful?" You may judge me for saying this. I definitely will. I think I just... I think I just take the song as something that's meant to be enjoyed. Oh, it's not meant to be so, enjoyed, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think that's potentially why I don't go too deep into lyrics and meanings behind songs. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think it does say a lot about me. Yeah. It's almost as if I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to be a part of his grief. Interesting. I don't have time for it, which sounds very harsh, but it's uh, it's just I don't listen to music to feel sad. No, but I don't do listen I. to music to empathise. Yeah, because it's very interesting that you're one of the most cheery people I know, and I consider myself fairly happy. No, oh, you're very happy. Um, you're fairly happy. But I love listening to this sort of stuff. You are quite an unemotional guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you're very detached from feelings and yeah. other people's feelings. You're never rude. No. Or a, a, a twat. Yeah. But, but like, you... Uh, no, you are never a twat. Yeah. I could see a cat fall off a multi-storey car park and think, yeah. how's that going to affect my parking cost? Mm. <laughs> Terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's not keep that in. <laughs> but I think musically, quite beautiful. 
if you don't care about the emotion and the lyrics in that first album, yeah, you're not going to enjoy it. But I still think musically it's quite beautiful. I like the fact that they have uh, the acoustic guitar with the violin in there as well. I think that makes for some beautiful yes. melodies in some of the songs. It A lot of it was very pretty. Yeah. But you can only look at a stained glass window for so long before you need to walk away. Interesting. Because if you sat next to eight stained glass windows in a row for an hour, you'd be pretty bored. Sometimes you, you don't... You, things don't need to always be pretty. Things need to be a bit dirty and ugly. It's probably... No, they need to be ugly. Yes. Yeah, in, OK. Cool. I understand the, the lyrics are hard. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think the music was nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I, I have very few complaints about the music. I was very surprised that they were a band. I wasn't expecting this. This is the level of Dry the River knowledge that I had coming yeah. into this was nil. Only that you liked them, but you kept telling me how depressing they were, which I'm not going to listen to that off my own back, yeah. you know? <laughs> so hearing that they were a band, well, it, initially it was like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't going to be as bad as I thought it would be. And it wasn't. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it, it wasn't that much better. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I think that's about as much as I could hope for. Shield Your Eyes was probably the only song on the album that got me immediately. And the frigid line With his excellent sign Is what makes it our love And I was okay. interested immediately. Uh, partly, I think, because I feel like I'd heard this song on a car advert. Or, p- or potentially like a purse or some sort of uh, laundry detergent. How depressing is your laundry? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and then I was okay. thinking, this does sound like an awful lot of folk songs. But the harmonies, throughout the album, but in this song in particular, the harmonies I thought were beautiful. And it made me think, I wish I knew somebody who could sing as well as that and we could sing together and do something really, really stunning vocally. Be be such a dream to be able to do that. Because you let me down constantly. <laughs> You're wailing in the corner. <laughs> and there's a point at around two minutes where the song goes very quiet. It's just him and his backing singer just doing their wonderful harmonies. And there's a pause, and the song comes back in, but it's just the kick drum and the, a very light guitar riff, and they start building up, building up, building up. And I think that's really nice. I really enjoyed that. I never saw them live, which was tragic. I was going to say, that must upset you a great deal. That upsets me so much. And I've seen them talk about their live show, and they said they were a lot louder than people thought they'd be. So I imagine their live shows were a lot rockier. Mm. And I imagine that song would have been excellent. I would have got excited with that song. Yeah. I think the first three songs I enjoyed. And I think they started to mellow out a bit more. And I struggled to maintain interest. The end of the album, so it goes... It, you get those first few songs, the new ceremony, Chambers in the Vow, Shielded Your Eyes... And then uh, Weights and Measures, I think it's possibly another one. Mm. And then it goes into Demons, which is basically just pretty much a song to lead into Bible Belt. Bible Belt, I still think, is basically the highlight of the album, but I see the reason you don't like it. Just because of its pure emotion and that's it. All the songs, yet ago, go back to the religious thing. I feel could all be hymns. Yes. The way they're sung, the way they're composed. You could give those lyrics and the melodies to a boy choir. Yeah. And they could do some incredible stuff with that. Put them in a cathedral, dress them up full fancy. Imagine how great it would be to see them in a church. I was going to ask, how did you get into Dry the River? So, at university, I... My friend 
we were talking about music and he said, oh, have you heard Bible Belt by Dry the River? That's it. I put that on and I was like, Ooh. I heard that first, that first riff of the acoustic guitar slowly playing. I thought, Ooh. and then the voice came in, that high pitched voice talking about his alcoholic parents and having to walk to school with his sister and it really hit home. I then explored a bit more. I went on to listen to No Rest, which was, yeah, again, that first chord in No Rest just really hit with me. I used to be a king known like Solomon or Rehoboam and in these the Covid day did jealous keep my picture frame. One thing I should say, which you definitely didn't listen to if you didn't get to grips with the album just by itself, is there is a purely acoustic version of it. Yeah, I did see this. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and in my head I was like, oh, it's too late for me to listen to that. <laughs> uh, this was Wednesday that I saw it. <laughs> So Cameron just showed me the acoustic version of Bible Belt and it's, it's, it's even worse than you can imagine. <laughs> to the point that he leans over to me and goes, this even makes me quite sad. <laughs> Do you not feel... Does that not give you anything? Does that not make you a little bit sad? It makes me frustrated. It makes you frustrated. It makes me frustrated. But I will say that listening to that acoustic version, it takes a hell of a lot of courage to pour your heart out and to just sort of accept that people either like this or they won't, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's there's a huge amount of bravery there that I know that I couldn't do. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to the second album, because the second album is still depressing. They... I like like music that progresses, and I like the fact they took their acoustic guitar in the first album and they got themselves an electric guitar. And this second album has got a bit more heavier stuff. It's not violins and acoustic guitars, it's organs and electric guitars. So this is hooves and doubt. Alarms in the heart. Starting your album with a very long organ note, honestly, I thought it was quite cool. Did you? I was excited to see where it was going to go. You were disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think I did prefer this album yep. as a whole. Yep. However, I th- I think the first three songs of the shark thing was <laughs> shallow was bed. Shallow bed was better. Okay. Than anything on this album. Interesting. Obviously, we spoke about a vessel. No need to go any deeper into that. I don't think. <laughs> My highlights med school. Yes. When I first started this song, I was like, oh, here we go. This is more like it. And then he started singing. (laughs) (laughs) With they're cutting up the bodies. (laughs) I was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because as soon as he started singing, it felt like the song lost its energy. It was like a balloon deflating. Do you not think that's great? No! (laughs) (laughs) So Thomas just spent the last five minutes (laughs) trying to find the one... Bit of dry the river he liked and has failed miserably. I couldn't find it. It doesn't um, exist. <laughs> Before that, we were talking about med school, which you said that it started rocky. You were all into this. This is going to be great. And then he started singing. Yeah. See, that's when I go. Give me some lyrics. Yeah. And he talks about uh, med school and. Cutting up bodies. Cutting up bodies, but yet he talks about love, and I find that fascinating. He's in love with a cadaver. (laughs) It's just gross and immoral. No, I find the the juxtaposition between how... That's the new word of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) The the juxtaposition of him talking about how uh, medicine can be quite 
not particularly individualistic, whereas he's talking about the love for someone, which is the most individualistic thing that can possibly happen. But what about love triangles? What about love triangles? Well, like, you know, three people who love each other, that's not very individualistic. There's a lot of people involved there. Anyway. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> um, <Then you> disagree. <laughs> uh, so, yes, more Rocky, and then... Uh, later on that album, another another highlight for me is Gethsemane. What does that mean? It's a garden. It's some. It's some reference to the Bible, but the song, the lyrics are very odd and talk about. I think it's uh, possibly about a wife that's dies. Um, so there's the line, I dig your dresses out and hang them around the house and turn the lights down low. Now everywhere I go, looking faintly disappointed. It's quite sad, isn't it? It's so sad and it's so beautiful. What's interesting about them is they've literally disappeared. So they did this album... And I remember thinking, I can't wait for their next album. Then an EP came out, uh, which is called Hooves of Doubt. And I thought, great, new music. Then my dog died, Tom. But did their new EP help you through the pain of blue? I lost two companions that week, Tom. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, no, that that EP came out and I thought, great, new music. And then they said... Sorry, Dry the River's over. Here's a few songs that didn't make it onto the last album. So, Detritus is what I got. <laughs> um, to say goodbye. Okay, so the other the other song on that album, which I think you'll see in the same light as Med School, is Everlasting Light. which yet again starts with a heavy rock riff and then goes into his high-pitched mm. uh, whining. They're the worst sort of cock teasers. <laughs> Ball fondlers. Oh, the wankers. Um, but there is a line in that, which I think is quite beautiful, which I don't know why has always stuck with me, uh, which is you swing from the ceiling rafters, uh, it falls down like a halo of plastic... So is that like somebody's hung themselves? No. And then their bodies collapse, bringing down the plaster? No, it's a happy line. It's talking... It's (laughs) difficult to tell sometimes. (laughs) I immediately think the worst. (laughs) God, is this made... Is this Dry the River experience made you a more depressing person? Made you more pessimistic? Yeah, a little bit. Wow. Mm. I've seen negativity everywhere. I'm quite angry now. If that's the case, then I feel like I've achieved something. What a dick. Um, but no, I think that, that thing is, around, is about loving someone however, whatever happens. And mm. seeing the best in... The person that you love, you always see the best in them. Yeah, you really so should. So she yeah. hung off the ceiling, the ceiling fell down, but it landed around her like a halo. So I just think that's, that, that's too clever. It's like, come on now. Oh, come on. We're not, come on you now. You can't get too clever. Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> what do we say about disagreeing? <laughs> Fine. Fine. I just don't want to argue right now. <laughs> no, it's clever. It's fascinating. It's uh, it, it, no. it makes you think. It makes you go, oh, that's an interesting it lyric. Makes me think, God, what a crock of shit. <laughs> that's about as much as I have to say about the album. I would like to know. Because they just stopped, and obviously that was very sad. I can imagine if my favourite band stopped randomly, it'd be very, very painful. How did you cope? Did you listen to Dry the River? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I did. I I listened, and I listened hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went out and found some other bands, but 
you know, they were just flings. <laughs> <laughs> they meant nothing. They meant nothing to me. They all re. I had a couple of rebound bands. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they just didn't do it. They just the connection wasn't there. And I'm actually super curious. Super as curious to, as to why they ceased to be. Yeah, I, I maybe you're right. Maybe they ran out of creative juice. Maybe they got happy. Maybe. Like maybe uh, Peter Little. Yeah found love like actual love that you can cling on to yeah that's dry the river god that was depressing that was really depressing i'm sorry i'm really sorry i feel really bad why because why i got into elbow i put i put peter liddle up in lyricist terms with guy garvey who is the lead singer of elbow and lyricist oh the lyrics of elbow are beautiful i love this one Uh, Yeah, that's one of his best. (laughs) Hit me. Hit me with your questions. So what did you think of Fever Ray? Interesting. Fascinating. I've had a good week. Have you actually had a good week? Yeah. I'm actually so excited you said this. (laughs) How did you start? Okay, so what I did... I stuck on first album. Hmm. So the the only knowledge I have of them, them the only uh, knowledge I have of Old Fever, is the first aid kit cover of When I Grow Up. When I grow up, I want to be a forester, run through the moss on Yeah, very nice cover. Which we'd both listened to. We, I think, we tried to play. We, it was that how we discovered first aid kit. I think, I think it was how we discovered first aid kit, and we're now very big fans of first aid kit. So, thank you, Fever Ray. Thank you, first aid kit. Mm, Also, just as a add on to that, it was the uh, the knives, which is Fever Ray's and Zer's brother. Yeah. um, Record label. They're called Rabid Records, which signed First Aid Kit. Oh, interesting. Okay. And were, I think because they really liked their stuff, they were like, we want to like nurture you a bit and so you don't get like screwed over by a bad deal. I didn't know that. I, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that was, the, that was the first thing I went to. I listened to When I Grow Up. It. Did you like that version more than First Aid Kicks? I don't know. They're very, they're different. They're... Everyone loves an origin story. Do they? You're not a bit sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> only so it's only so many times Uncle Ben can get killed off <laughs> before you just start to, before you're just waiting for his death. <laughs> waiting for his death and to start up his rice company. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it is Uncle Ben, isn't it? It's not it's not Uncle Owen. No, but that, it's Uncle that's... Owen. <laughs> no, no, Uncle Owen's Star Wars. Uncle yeah. Owen, Dad for rule. God, I wouldn't want to be an uncle in a film. Uh, you're doomed. <laughs> I then listened to that first album. My my Tom, that is a good first album. A Fever Rays. Yeah, I'm I'm on the electric bandwagon, to a point. Okay. <laughs> so I listened to that first album. And I put on that first song, If I Had a Heart. When you hear those first notes, how do you feel? <sighs> See, we talked about Dry the River and you said you've been depressed for this high week I've just had a constant sense of dread <laughs> just constant constant sense of dread um, and brilliant I've never found an artist that has given me that much I, I'm I'm all about emotion and depression and music and I think that's wonderful but that those opening notes of If I Had a Heart just wow okay mm. great it's a it's a fantastic way to start an album, isn't it? 
It's great. What it, was... it's, it's, a, it's a moment of intent. What was your first thought when you heard it? I'd come, first gone to Fever A listening to The Knife. Yeah. And I had just listened to their final album at that point called Silent Shout and was in a bit of a depression because there was no more The Knife music to listen to. And then, you know, after some Googling, I realised that uh, Karen had done an album, a solo album under the alias of Fever A. So was just, like, ecstatic. Listened to it immediately. When when did uh, Z record it? I, I It was released in 2009, so I should imagine Z recorded it in uh, 2008. So it, uh, went, okay. it went The Knife's... Silent Shout, 2006, Fever Ray, 2009, The Knife's uh, Shaking the Habitual, 2013, and then they broke up for good. Yeah. Then Fever Ray Plunge came out, and uh, I was shocked when that second album came out, I, because it had been a decade. Basically wow, a decade. I didn't, I didn't get that. I, I didn't appreciate that. Mm. Okay, well, we'll get into that later. Yes, carry on with your initial thoughts of Fever Ray. So, listen to that first, that first song. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had such an intense... Like, I listen to music when I'm doing quite menial tasks, mm-hmm. which I feel like listening to quite depressing music because I usually listen to makes me feel like, oh, you know, I'm doing the ironing, but it could be worse. Mm. Um, this, I've never had such a sort of intense washing up session. <laughs> it's not washing up music. It's not, but you know what? I was oh. never have the pots been cleaner. Oh my god! <laughs> I was scrubbing that pan like tomorrow was going to be my final day, and I really enjoyed it. If I had a heart, as we've spoken about many times, I'm all about lyrics. Mm-hmm. The line that really stuck with me was "dangling feet from window frame." Will I ever reach the floor? And that really just—I don't know—that really stuck with me. Of. Um, sort of being in a position of being comfortable and enjoyment but actually not really knowing where I'm going mm. and I think what that first album is about is uh, a place in the world and not being happy from what I've read so it's almost like the seeds are being sown for a big life change what I, oh, what or I found, life acceptance what I found fascinating about Zer is Zer, um, the fact that Z uses the Fever Ray name as a cover, but the music's so personal. Mm-hmm. It's very, very real. Z's talking about being stuck and having kids and wanting to get out, and it's all about when I grow up, when I get out of here, I'm stuck, I'm in these concrete walls. Like, there's so much stuff in that album that's so personal. But it's behind all this an act, which I found very interesting. Mm. Uh, potentially skipping ahead, but do you find interesting looking at Zer's newest stuff where you can see Zer's face yep. and you can see how Z goes about performing? I would argue that you can almost say that Z's found some contentment but then I, I've read other things and known that Z's cancelled tours and stuff due to anxiety. Oh, so, yeah, like, the, yeah, the, okay. the, the issue. But it feels like Fever Ray in the first album yeah. felt a lot like a character, a lot like an alias for Karen to perform under. So, maybe something to hide behind. And with the most recent iteration of Fever Ray, you feel like this is actually Karen now. And Fever Ray is behind that. It's that the walls have been broken down, so the concrete walls have been broken down yeah. to a certain extent. And I'm almost wondering, I might be going a bit too deep into it, but it's like Z's not 100% feel safe outside the walls. Hmm. Because like, Fascinating. if you, oh, it's difficult. It's difficult to empathise when you've never been through anything like it yourself. But I can imagine feeling trapped and wanting to break free and and to be a different person and know that the the person I'm supposed to be is inside me. But I can't 
I can't think of a way or can't quite find a way to let them out. And then finally breaking on through and being like shit scared <laughs> because it's like everything's out now. There isn't anyone yeah. going back. You can't rebuild that and go back into this shell. You can't rebuild that and go back into this character. So I read an interview. Was it the Guardian with, one? It was the Guardian it's one. Very, very good interview. Which I think is probably the only interview Z's really done. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that was part of the um, curiosity with the knife and with Fever Ray. Like, they don't do interviews, they hide their faces. Yeah. Like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> um, and so, are you intrigued? So when you get such an open and honest interview, like if you if you're intrigued at all by Fever Ray, go read this article because it's very easily accessible and it's just fascinating. I knew nothing about Zer before I read it. I listened to I listened to the first album. I'd started listening to the second album, and I read that, and then I su- I suddenly understood the first album. But to move away slightly from the the personal side of it. I listened to that that album, and the whole way through, I don't like electric music really, but every song seems to have something to it, mm. and I'm not sure what that is. I think it's possibly the way melodies come from the voice. The fact it's quite melodic, mm-hmm. I think, lends itself to covers with completely different artists. Yes. I think that's when I why when I grow up works so well. That that melody allows that transformation to happen. Dry and Dusty was a song that I really stood out. Another one was Seven. And you know who really I feel like is the embodied was Kate Bush. Really? Yeah, I I got a, I got a massive Kate Bush vibe, mm. which sounds wrong. Um, how much bush vibing are you doing? <laughs> I love a good bush vibe. I love a good bush vibe. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that really... A couple of notes in there. Uh, you very bushy. Yeah. No, I see your point. It's very theatrical in a Kate bushy sort of way. She's got an amazing voice. It's very unique. Yeah. The voices. Yeah. It's so different. And it's used uniquely. Yes. It's not as if it just sounds weird. It's used for a very specific purpose. Mm. That no, no, nobody else does. There's one song that really gets me G'd up. Yes. Uh, I'm not done. I find it very impressive because there's not a great deal going on in that mm-hmm. musically. But what she's saying, you know, it ain't over, I'm not done. It makes me think, yeah, fucking right. You know, there's no... I, it, for me, it's like, don't give up. It strikes a chord with me. Interesting that you're getting... You talk... You've always I know. talked about not having really lyrics. I, I think I said at some other point, if the music's really good, I will listen. There's not a huge amount of music. Oh, well, there is. Is that an offensive thing to say? There was there was those beats behind the lyrics, but I was focusing on the lyrics. Mm. It's like, you know how you, you were talking about that dread you feel? I feel it too. <laughs> Ever constant. And I, lo- I love the dread. It's dread. Dread's a very good way of putting it. I never thought to think of it in that way. Because I, I, I walk away from this and think, I want to do something like that. I want to be as cool as this. Oh, OK. Interesting. It's underrated, and yet it has been rated. It's like... You can't go up to somebody and be like, oh, have you heard Fever Ray's album? It's amazing. Because most... Like, nine times out of ten, someone will go, no, I've never heard that. Yet if you were to talk to a music critic, they would probably go, yes. What an amazing album that was. And that makes you simultaneously cool... And knowledgeable. And that's, to be honest, all we can aspire to be. I've always kind of feel like we are. 
already? No one likes to draw the river. Did really? I'm so alone, Tom. You must you I'm must so you alone. must be joking. Surely somebody likes Dry the River. Really no one has and Maybe that's why they quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've fallen in love with the first album. The first album I I genuinely think I will continue to listen to. And this brings me so much joy. So what do you think of the second album? The second album intrigued me by the fact it was such a change. So listen to the first album, on it, love it, let's ride this horse to Timbuktu. Second album, I immediately was quite assaulted audibly. Doesn't relent. And Oh, can I just say overall that I think I definitely was completely at a disadvantage by the fact I have quite crappy headphones. Would uh, you like to hear Wanna Slip on some nice speakers? So after hearing that on a good sound system, what do you think? I like it. I, I I still think the the thing I struggled with this album it didn't grab me as much as the first one. Mm -hmm. I think it was a bit too weird for me, in some places. Mm -hmm. You're cis white male. I'm Ass. such a cis white male, and I love the progression. I love the fact that that first album was all about being trapped and you know wanting to progress. And this album, it's not completion. It's I'm taking a massive jump here. Mm -hmm. And that's what um, Z talked about in the interview that I read. That got divorced and now identifies as queer mm -hmm. and has uh, been, um, you know, Z talked about dating apps and stuff like that and just taking the plunge, I think, is what you're getting from this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found fascinating from it. But musically, I wasn't. I wasn't like, bam, I'm into this mm -hmm. massively. There were bits I liked. That first one, I feel, I definitely remember seeing you bopping along to that first song. It was one of those wonderful moments when you're not expecting it, and a Google alert comes up, yeah. and it's Fever Ray has released a new album. And I'm at work, and I'm like, I need to go out for an hour. So I need to listen to it, and I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of nervous. You know, I was, I was kind of nervous because it had been so long, and I didn't know what to expect. But I was excited, and it was a bit like a bit like it was a bit like seeing this pretty girl that you've been you know you've been wanting to see for the last six seven years, and then finally they're here, and you're like, oh my god, how do I speak to them? How do I how do I manage to talk to them without just confessing my love? And the knife had broken up by this point? Yep. They had. I, was, I really wasn't expecting a second album. So a lot of emotion was going through. I, I was nervous because, like, oh, my God, what if it wasn't perfect? <laughs> and it wasn't perfect for me. Mm -hmm. But, God damn, when that first note hits mm. and it's just a boom, it's like a gong, it's an arrival. So he does first notes well. Z does very good first notes. That gong, here I am. Push, 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 push. I don't think I could. If you're going to return, that's how I would want to return. You'd want to punch through this black curtain and arrive. That's how I imagine. That that's what I see as the metaphor there. You feel like they should be playing this on repeat at the arrivals hall at Gatwick. Exactly. Yeah. No, you, you're bang on, actually, because if you walked out to this tune, you'd feel like a badass. And I'm not a strong flyer, so actually I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably appreciate this. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, don't listen to any fever ray whilst flying. Can we make that a public health warning? <laughs> like... yeah. That sense of dread you get whenever you step onto a plane will multiply. <laughs> It'll be cubed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this album I've, I've listened to a bit, but... I, I've had it on the background and nothing's grabbed me as yeah. much as the first album. I can understand that. It's very different. Because, I, I mean, here's a lyric from the lead single to The Moon and Back. First I take you, then you take me. Breathe so 
I kind of feel like you've got something quite romantic going on, and then you've got something quite crass. And there's a, there's a wonderful little collision there, which much... makes you go listen and go, what the hell did you just say? It's yeah. amazing. Z says what we're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one was quite... And the other, the other song on that album, lyrically, that was interesting was This Country. Why did you think that? Um, because it talks about destroying nuclear, and I initially thought... She doesn't talk about it, she screams it at you. I initially thought uh, Z was talking about nuclear power and mm-hmm. it was, you know, that. But reading the interview, it's about destroying the concept of the nuclear family. Uh, what is the nuclear family? Um, the yeah. nuclear family is uh, two parents, two kids. Oh, so it's standard? Standard, mm-hmm. basically. Anthropologists talk about it all, of, all the time. Why? Is it, is it just because it's so standard and it's, it's like we're so stuck ingrained. in a it's a, a couple and their dependent children regarded as a basic social unit? And that's what he's saying there is destroy that. Destroy your preconceived conceptions mm. of how a family should be. This is how I want a family to be. And the rest of the song, musically, I didn't really care about. But a couple of lines in there. It was it this country makes it hard to fuck? Z says it a lot. This house makes it hard to fuck. This house makes it hard to fuck. This country makes it hard to fuck. Shit, there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten times. Ten times in the outro. Z says fuck. Fuck. Um, naughty, naughty. And then the next lyric is also quite telling. It's like destroy nuclear, destroy boring. Which is how he sees this nuclear family. It's boring. It's uninteresting. What's the what's the line for that? Free abortions and clean water. <laughs> Just standard stuff. Standard stuff. I mean, you can't really debate it. Well, no, um, you can debate it, but great. we won't. Okay, so away from the lyrics, this country stood out to me. I remember listening to that and thinking, "Oh, I want to talk about that. I want to discuss that." Yeah, the, the album is is def- it's so, it's so political. There's so much uncertainty in it. With the, I don't know about you, uh, it's not a, I found myself, I'm out, I'm I'm fine, I'm great. It's, shit, there's a lot going on here. Mm. How am I going to deal with this? What was your favourite song on the album? Red Trails by a long shot. Apart from Wanna Sip, this is my favourite song on the album. Why? It's just... Well, it's the fiddle. If I'm being honest with you, it's the bloody fiddle. We love a good fiddle. Yeah, nothing better than a good fiddle. Nothing better than a good fiddle. But it... (laughs) I don't think that quite came out right. (laughs) But there's an intensity to it. And as you know, I love my intense music. There's a, a... It's a very, very intense, very sad song. What's it about? Judging by the first verse, blood was our favourite paint, you were my favourite pain. Waiting for your love to happen is like waiting for a drug that never kicks in. I would, I would assume that that's probably about Zer's marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think... God, you look, at me, you look at you getting me all deep about lyrics. It's great, I love it. There, what a difference... Three and a half hours, makes. <laughs> I just think, especially at the end, when Z stops singing, it's just deeply uncomfortable. And it's yeah. very claustrophobic, but, but also g- gorgeous and, like, triumphant. In a weird way, and uh, and some very nice lyrics. I'll admit it, there were some nice lyrics. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> like you just suddenly start investigating lyrics. You really have tonight. I already enjoyed Red Trails, mm-hmm. just musically, but you getting me to listen to, to read the lyrics has opened my eyes to a different level of the song, 
I'm not happy about it though, <laughs> because now it's it's now it's it's very intense and yeah. it's it's suddenly not as pleasant to listen to. It's no, it's no longer like an easy thing to listen to, <laughs> which is potentially what he wanted. Yeah, but you know, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just completely my highlight. I'm so 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 happy that you enjoyed Fever Ray. I really didn't expect it. I thought you were going to have an awful time. I knew there would be songs that you liked, but I didn't. I didn't expect you to love the first album. So I'm really happy you did. Well, wow. thank you for another lovely evening. Yes. Next week we have chosen artists. We're a bit more light-hearted, I think. So the artist Cameron has given me to listen to is REM. I would like you to listen to Fall Out Boy, but only Fall Out Boy from this decade. So they're three albums from Save Rock and Roll. Also, I want you to watch The Young Blood Chronicles on YouTube. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for coming over and talking to me about music. It's very nice. It was a good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah.